0: Earlier today, I had a look at my uh, Facebook and uh, there was someone wishing everybody a happy Good Friday. I thought, isn't that unusual? Happy Good Friday. We have a tendency to celebrate all sorts of things as Christians, even the death of our Savior. I suppose in part that's because we know the end of the story. It is a happy Good Friday because Sunday's coming. Exactly. And that's the way the old preacher used to put it too. But I want to look at this a little bit different today and and, and just understand a bit more about the suffering of Jesus. I want to understand that suffering of Jesus from the the perspective of the prophet Isaiah. It's incredible to think about this, that that this this Jesus, Jesus is our creator. He's God. He was there at the beginning. He was there when we were formed. He was there when the worlds were made. The one who made mankind was rejected by men. He was wounded by Romans. He was pierced in his hands and his feet. And as John puts it, he came to his own people and his own people did not receive him. Thinking, of course, of the Hebrews, the Jews. It's staggering to think that Jesus, who we now see as the most beautiful and the most lovely, was despised and rejected to such an extent. When we consider the suffering of Jesus think of him for a moment he's the one he's the one who was anointed with joy above all others and he now when he's experiencing the cross he experiences incredible incredible and an intolerable sorrow and suffering and pain Jesus was not known at this point as the man of sorrows but he was rather known as as being full of joy, the scripture says, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Jesus is the one with gladness and joy above anybody else. But when the real grief hits him, when he's hanging on that cross, it's like the oxygen is sucked out of the air. He who has rejoiced at his father's side at creation when it sprang into being, when he knew an ecstasy that we could never even understand or describe, you can't imagine the depth that his humanity plumbed at the depths of despair that came upon him. Nobody could have been more depressed than Jesus when he was hanging on that cross and he became a man of sorrows, acquainted about this for the moment. We're talking about the Son of God. He knows what it is to sorrow. He knows what it is to experience grief. Not only does Jesus know, the Father experienced that too. Jesus is known as the beloved of the Father. The Son of God Himself is now experiencing the punishment of God by God. He was stricken, he was smitten, he was afflicted, he was crushed, he was chastised. The weight of the agony this caused was greater than physical pain. But the most shocking thing I think is in verse 10, it says it was the will of God to crush him and he was put to grief. It was only because of God the Father's will that Jesus would experience this. And Jesus submitted himself to the Father. He cried out in the garden, Not my will, but yours, he says. Jesus didn't want this. But he says, I'll do it. If it's your will, I'll do it. I'll suffer this. I'll experience this. It was only because of the Father's will that Jesus submitted himself to that incredibly horrible experience, crying out. It shocks me to think about this as a father. As a grandfather. I could never willingly torture or punish my children in such a way. Yes, they've known some chastisement from their dad. (laughs) But nothing like that. Some translations put it, it was God's pleasure to bruise him. Do we have a cruel God? That he would seek pleasure in bruising his own son? Of course not. It was the results of the cross that God took pleasure in. But he knew this was necessary. It's incredible to think that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the word was God. The word was with God. Talking about Jesus. This is the source of all life. The source of all life died and was buried this is Jesus we're talking about. And the shocking thing is that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. I tried to think about it for a minute. What is the joy that was set before Jesus? You know what the joy is? You are the joy that was set before Jesus. He saw you and he saw me. And because he saw that we could be saved, he despised. What an incredible Jesus we have. How much he's prepared to suffer for you and for me. But this, this cross is effective for each one of us. God demonstrates his love towards us that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Whilst we're still sinners, do you hear it? It's not when you were a goody two-shoes that, God, that Jesus died for you, no. Whilst you are still sinners, God says, I love you this much. Despite who you are, and how you are, and what you are. Children of Adam that each one of us are. Born in sin. I like the way Rick Warren puts it. He says, love is making your problem my problem. That's exactly what God did. God says, I make your problem my problem, and I'll solve it for you. By sending my son to die. The Son of God loved me and gave himself up for me, it says in Galatians. And greater love has no man than this, than that he lay down his life for his friends. How's that? In the Old Testament, Abraham was a friend of God. We are God's friends also. He says, I lay down my life for you. Our Lord, our Savior, he was rejected so that we could be accepted. It says in Ephesians that that we are made accepted in the beloved. God the Father accepts me because of Jesus. I'm so amazed at this because I know the naughtiness of my heart. I know exactly what I'm like. And I know enough of you to know what some of you are like too. And yet God still loves us. We are accepted. We're accepted by God. We're accepted by the family of God. How good is that to be family together? I remember one of the first times when I came home after just being, being born again and explaining to my dad that I was born again. He needed to get born again. And he said, Martin, names, mention the name of Jesus once more time. You're out of this house. Never come back. Well, you know the story. He became a Christian five days before he died. <laughs> Praise God. Yes. But that day when I left that house, I felt pretty lonely. I went to church. And they're a family family. Isn't it good to know that we're all family? We're all brothers and sisters, no matter what our background, what our culture, whatever the differences are, we are all the family of God together. Good to see the family. I like being with family. The effect of the cross is incredible because we're accepted, we become part of the family of God. And, and, and our Lord Jesus, He was sorrowful to give us joy. It says He carried our sorrows So that we could know joy unspeakable and full of glory. What's glory mean for you? I'll tell you what it means for me. It means for me the day when I will see Jesus face to face. When I'll have my resurrection body. When all of this will be done with and finished. And we will all be together in perfection forever. Joy unspeakable. Full of glory. The glory of God. We will see that. We will experience that. You see, in the beginning when Adam and Eve were were, were naked in the garden, what do you think they were dressed with? Glory. Glory. That was what it was. They were dressed in glory. And we're going to be dressed with glory again one day. Praise God. That's coming because of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And the prophet Isaiah tells us too that he was punished instead of us. He was pierced for your transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us turned to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. If you feel guilty, If you feel dirty, if you feel ashamed, you can come to Jesus today and His blood will cleanse you of the foulest of sins. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. For you and me to be righteous means we can come boldly into the presence of God without any fear because we are accepted in the Beloved. We are accepted to God. We can come to him boldly cleansed, perfectly holy, perfectly righteous, perfectly good in Christ, our Savior and our Lord. How wonderful that is. (coughs) Verse 4 and 5 says, surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows by his wounds. We are healed. Oh, those words are too big even to unpack effectively in just a short time that I've got this morning. But on two different occasions, those verses are quoted in the New Testament and they refer to healing which is physical and they refer to healing which is spiritual. Make sure your definition is a big one because we are healed by His wounds. How good that is. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The effect of the cross is amazing. And His extreme obedience counters our disobedience because we are all like wayward sheep it says in the scriptures we sin and even when we're born again people we go on sinning we mouth off a lot Now on the other hand Jesus was silent he obeyed like a lamb being slaughtered ever done that I've done that I've been involved in the slaughter of a lamb and it is silent for the sound of blood, it's interesting. He obeyed to such an extent. All the love and acceptance which perfect obedience could have obtained belongs to you because Jesus Christ was perfectly obedient on your behalf. I borrow those words from Charles Spurgeon. That's great. I'm perfectly obedient in Christ, He was obedient. And God the Father looks at me with his Jesus glasses on and he sees me as being obedient as well through Jesus. Those are the effects of the cross for each one of us. And the great wonder of it all, I've always got to go to Sunday, I just can't stay on Friday, is that death couldn't hold him down. Verses 10 to 12. The Lord's will to crush him, cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his day. Did Jesus have any children? Yes! Us! We're his children! Now forget about all the stories that he was married married to Mary Magdalene and all this sort of rot. That's not true. We are his children. We are his spiritual children. We are his, uh, his offspring. He sees the results of the anguish of his soul and he is satisfied and God blesses him. And he was resurrected from the dead. And because of that, God declares us not guilty. We are accounted righteous. We can come freely, boldly into the presence of God because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. The dying Christ has purchased for us our justification, but the risen Christ will see that we get it. How good is that? You are going to be in God's presence through faith in Jesus. No wonder Desmond Tutu puts it this way. He says, The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is proof positive that love is stronger than hate, that life is stronger than death, that laughter and joy and compassion and gentleness and truth are so much stronger than their ghastly counterparts. I like the way he put it. That man has good words. And of course, all of this... What I've told you this morning demands a response from us. From us, It demands me, from me my life, my soul, my all, everything I can give to Him. I have to give it to Him. It's a once-for-all decision, and it's a daily sacrifice. We come back to Him each time we fall into sin. We cast ourselves at His mercy, and in doing so, we change. Sin gave us pleasure once, but now it gives us the utmost pain and we desire to be free of it. That's because of the life, death and resurrection of Jesus and the impact that it has on each of our lives.
1: We live our lives now in eternal gratitude for what he has done
0: and we live knowing that if we confess with our mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Is it Good Friday? Yes! It's a great Friday because of all these things that I've been telling you this morning. Good Friday is indeed good and we can celebrate. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the suffering of Jesus. Thank you that the cross was effective for each and every one of us. And thank you that death could not hold him down. Thank you for the simplicity, Lord, of faith that we simply need to confess with our mouth that Jesus is our Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead. That's what you require from us, Lord. That's our part of the bargain. That's our part of the covenant. And if we do so, we will be saved. Father, I pray that we each one might be transformed by this wonderful knowledge today to be more like Jesus in his name we pray today